Who's Counting is a show about live, live music, music, life, life and the countless ways we have disappointed our parents. Life, disappointed parents. We are produced in partnership with Beer Centrics and brought to you today by Three Stars Brewing out of Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Hef, and I have no idea how many fish shows I've been to. And part of the reason we're doing this is to maybe figure it's that figure that out. <laughs> I'm the beer guy, and yeah, we're trying to we're trying to figure it out by jogging memories. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, a weekly stol- stroll down memory lane, if you will. We will talk about venues. We will talk about bands. We will talk about the various combinations of those things. We'll talk about beers. We'll talk about of friendship. Course. We'll talk about a bunch of stuff, and we'll try to get some people eventually on with us to talk about the same. We'll and, uh, and the beer guy, uh, for a formal introduction, you probably, if you're listening to this, already know who he is, but his name is Rob, MD Beer Guy, the Beer Guy. Follow me on Instagram and various other media outlets. <laughs> He's a social media maven, <laughs> Beer Centrics Rob, and uh, today's episode is Merryweather Post Pavilion. A beloved venue, a precious venue, a venue which we've seen change drastically in the last couple of years. Yeah, right? Terrible. Uh, like, I'm, I'm not really down with that part of it. I mean, I think the upgrades to the pavilion are cool. And the fact that, you know, you and I, thanks to you, have had a lot of access to that, you know, their kind of faux VIP setup over the years. Right. But don't you think, like, the old ones were, the old tickets were way better, like... The new ones are in that weird, like, box thing. I'm, yeah. Yeah, well, when when it used to be, if you got the the passes from somebody in the beer industry, they uh, came with box seats, which were close pavilion seats. Yeah. And then nice. access to, the, like, easy-to-get-to bathroom, easy-to-get-to beer, kind of lounge area to hang out, which was nice, but you couldn't see the stage from there. Right, because it was more behind, and now the new way where, where they're like in kind of skyboxes, I guess yeah. would be the best way to describe them. I don't know; they're all right. Yeah, I think they're all right, but I, I, the old way was better. But I, I'm just thankful I get them because I remember just doing lawn and like for some of those shows. Yeah, you know, like well, let's jump right into it then, because my first memory of hanging out with you at a show is on the lawn at Merriweather. And uh, it was with Spike. That's right. Spike Bukowski from Terrapin. Spike from Terrapin. So and what year was that? But see, last year was the first year they've played there in a, in a lot of time. It had been two... They had, they had, they had, had two years off. And uh, because there was one year where there was really nothing regional, and then there was one it year... It had to be 2014-ish. Yeah, it was, two, it was 2013 or 2014. I, with the exception of one uh, weekend, because it was when I was on my honeymoon, have been to every Merriweather show that they've played since moving to the area 10 years ago. Okay. So for the sake of math, because this is who's counting, uh, what do we think that is? That's that's at least seven shows. So you so so say since 2010, right? Since since 2000, summer of 2009. Okay, so that was although so that so 2009 was first year back. Right. They didn't play Merriweather. Right. Uh, then they had two in 10, two in 11. Yep. I'm trying to think if 12 was two. 
Some of these years I don't remember. was a year off because that was the debut of my morning jacket on the main stage in that same weekend slot. And everyone absolutely lost their shit because my morning jacket jacket. is like an arena-sized band is so fucking rad. Right. All right, so yeah, because then there was 13, 14, because... Was there a 15? No, there was a 16 because... Wait. Shit. In any case, let's go back to the old VIP because another memory I have, and I'm pretty sure you were there, was being spun, not uh, in my proper mind, and <laughs> and being in that area, and it was the Tweez Fest. I and I think that that was 12. Think you were with me. I was definitely with you because yeah. I, rem- I remember that. And I like when I go to re-listen or whatever. To replay that show, I never remember. I want to say it's 12. It may yes? Have, it may have been. No, because 12... I think... Uh-oh, we might have to... We might have to We might have to pull it up on the computer. Yeah. In any case, uh, more things about Meriwether. They ruined the parking lot. Yes. There was never much of a shakedown to begin with, but it was a sprawling lot scene, which people really liked. And right. it wasn't... In, 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 you know, like, I feel like... People talk about a venue like SPAC, and one of the things that people love about it is that it's a big, like, uh, you know, authorized shakedown area. Right. And and then if you park on that side, <laughs> we'll get to the complications of making sure you are leaving from the exit that you parked by. Right. Uh, which has implications for SPAC as well as Meriwether. Um if you park, if if that's the side you're parked on, then you've got shakedown and like easy access right into the venue over the bridge. Right. Um, Meriwether back in years, but yeah. But Meriwether had a, a lot scene that everyone loved, and it really didn't have. Well, because it was so sprawling too. It was like right. everywhere. It was all like all around that the venue. So, so it was more like there were like five or six mini shakedowns, kind of. Right. Exactly. So you you could tailgate pretty much like everywhere, because I. Re- you probably didn't live down. You didn't live down here then, but I, and I can never remember what year this is either. It was either ninety eight or ninety nine. Let's see, ninety. It was ninety nine, maybe two thousand. But when they're like, this is awesome, actually. That like it was so over. I don't know if it was oversold, but it was so crowded. People just like left their cars. On 29. And, <laughs> and walked into the venue. Like on the breakdown lane. Yeah. There were cars like parked. Like all the... Like I... For whatever reason, I got there pretty early. So I was in the lot. And um, I don't even know remember who I was, I was with now. But there were like helicopters. And like 29 was basically closed. Because people just left it. I don't remember if there was an accident. Right. Or whatever, but people would just like screw it and like bailed on their car and yeah. like walked into the venue. So like that whole lead in, right? Was cars everywhere and people. Would... Another thing about Meriwether that is, I mean, it's just uh, a venue that has few uh, peers for a lot of reasons. But one, a thing that you have to absolutely give it up for is that it has its own little entrance and exit ramp off of Twenty Nine U.S. Route Twenty Nine is in maryland as it goes through howard county is a um looks like a highway 
I mean, there's occasional lights, I guess, on either side. But it's of, like a main street type it, it, yeah. of thing because it goes through, like, by the mall and, like, right. all those businesses and stuff. So, yeah. it, you know, like a lot of U.S. routes, it, it resembles a highway, but it also has lights. But it also has, if you're going there for Merriweather, Merriweather's own little exit. And if you're familiar with the getting in and out of, of the venue, that makes getting in and out and avoiding, you know, really long yeah, traffic and it's, lines. Yeah, and it's, like, right there, awesome. too. Yep. Now, because they... Cause there's only the one, I guess there's multiple lots, but the, the way they're split up is really bizarre. So you're, pro tip, you want to get into lot B, I think it is, because that's the one where the shakedown was at least last year. Yeah. And that's basically the first lot, which is essentially, was always the biggest lot and the best lot to be in for any show. Right. Because it, it went down to the bridge to get into the venue. Right. Remember that when it, because it was that whole thing. Yeah. Now, it, now like the bulk of it is like some ridiculous office building. <laughs> it's or, an office building <laughs> complex. Which is so, 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 so but, but you still, but you still have a little bit of, of that left. And then everything else snakes around. And if you're really unfortunate, and I've had this unfortunate is you get stuck in a freaking parking garage and they're like, Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, they don't want anybody to do like anything. You know what I mean? You can't do anything. They have like, so you have to take, you can't There's really legitimate take, county you police walking. Around. Yeah. You can't like tailgate there anymore. Like if you keep, so, and you have to buy tickets now, right? I think you have to get tickets. You, you have to, you, you have to sign up in advance for, right, for right. so you have to get area. a pass. Yeah. So you, and if you don't, you definitely end up in one of the mall parking garages. So the six people that are probably going to listen to this first episode, who <laughs> <laughs> look for, I think it's lot B, lot B or like lot. There's another lot that's close, but it, the the one other lot when you drive in that entrance is the infamous Jeff Hammond. Yes. The bus lot. Yes. It's All only right. infamous to us. Let's, get, let's, <laughs> let's, let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay, so, so uh, weirdly, Rob and I and our relationship, which has evolved over the years with Terrapin Brewing Company, is woven into the, the best stories that have happened at Mary. I think that's the Bukowski, I mean, basically, essentially the Bukowski thing. He wasn't with us, but... He wasn't with us. He wasn't with us on the bus. Was that the same? You, you, I think yes, it was. It was I'm the same weekend. Positive okay. Us. So, um, Jeff Hammond, a good friend of ours, one of the best people ever in the beer scene, and also ahead, was uh, he and I. He and I organized a party bus to go from Frisco Tap House, a awesome place uh, to you know post up and get a beer, like fifty draft lines, all craft. Um, I was selling for Boulevard at the time. He's the Terrapin guy. We said, let's do an event where we pour, you know, five, six drafts of each of our breweries at Frisco. And then we get a bus to drive people from Frisco over to the venue. And we put beers on the bus. That way we can be in like the party bus area. Nobody's got to worry about driving in and out of the venue. We've got, you know, plenty of beer. We'll raise visibility for our brands will uh you know uh do, do a you know a fun thing to to um get extra beer on draft right. at frisco and merriweather has two entrances uh and exits which used to be very far apart like you know if, oh, you, yeah. picture, if you picture an amphitheater being a horseshoe 
they're at either end of the horseshoe, and then the close parts of the horseshoe do not connect at all. Right. So if you go into the venue and you're just partying and not paying attention to where in the venue you are, and then you just start following the flow of walkers at the end of the show, and you go out on the wrong side, you, you are, are on the wrong side. You are fucked. But I think we made some, I remember the, the bus ride there, which it was short and pretty <laughs> drunk, but you kept telling him not to do that. And I think you fucked him up because I think he was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't get lost. And then sure enough, what happens? Joe gets out. We're all at the bus. Everybody's hanging out. Hef is there. We're all, you know, having a couple beers. We're like, where the hell is Hammond? Now it's getting late. It, it's the, like the parking lot is emptying out. The par- parking lot's like legit emptying out. And we're like, where the, the hell is The security guards have already told us multiple times that we must leave. We are required to leave to the point that now actual police officers have come and told us we have right. to leave. And then we're like, well, our, we can't find our buddy. So the guy comes, the one security guy comes up in his like golf cart. And like, I didn't go because I because you went right. No, Did, uh, the other guy from Terrapin, whose name I'm blanking on, his, the the regional manager. Oh, okay, yeah. He like he gets in the golf cart and they're like circling Merriweather to find Hammond. Um, they found him. I don't even know where he was. No, they didn't find him. They it's, they eventually. Uh, another thing about Merriweather, I mean, it's 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 it's, tre- it's treacherous for the wrong walk on the wrong day. Right. <laughs> and and one of the reasons is that um, the cell signal, when, when you know, on the day of a concert, I guess because there's not enough uh, bandwidth for the amount of people that are going to be in that place, because there's no other time that that many people are in that part of Howard County at the same time. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it just, there just isn't enough cell service for everyone. And you, you just will, you know, if you, if you get separated from your friends, you might not be able to reconnect via cell, cell phone. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, we couldn't get him on the phone. Finally, because the venue was empty and it was like, I guess, more bandwidth became available to get through. We got in touch with him, and he was already back in the Frisco parking lot. Like he had just like flagged down somebody, going somebody that way. or an acquaintance or something, and just said, "I'm screwed." But I I know that I need to meet my friends at this bar that's like seven minutes or seven minutes drive away. So that's right. Now, yeah, okay. You, that's a good jog, memory jog, because I couldn't remember how we found him. He was in the he was in the he parking lot when the bus already. got back, and 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 the the just the the forlorn, sad dog, you know, nature of of Jeff's face. I mean, because you know he was partied out for sure, but then like we were like, what did you do? And he, and he just, you know, he's just like hanging his head like... He's like, I'm a spun walk, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, well, you went out the wrong way. And then and then I asked him, so how did you get here? And he was just like, I don't know, man. I just asked people to take me here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's like one of my most classic Merriweather memories. That and, and the crazy parking lot thing with like for that 99 show or whatever the year it was yeah. it must have been 99 yeah yeah and I, that was fish that was fish yeah because they did their like i went the year before was they did merriweather and then the next night was virginia beach and that was the terrapin the oh, terrapin right. encore was that's the, right 
And then the following year, I can't remember if it was two nights or one night. It was at least one night, obviously. And that was the, the big traffic jam. And then I went like like 2000. I can't remember like after that what the years like. Shit, 2000, dude. It was 20 years ago now. All right, I'm pulling it up on the computer so we can just look at .NET uh, by venue and we can see all the shows that we could potentially be discussing here. While I'm doing that, uh, why don't you tell us about our beer of the day? That Heady Topper is like tw- like almost 20 years old. Yeah. That's crazy. It's nuts. That's like... That's so, like, that's so crazy to me because... I don't know. I, I haven't been doing beer that long, right? Because that's 20... Well, fuck. Yeah, maybe. No. I started in 2010. But they've been brewing this up there because they used to have the, the the place in Waterbury. Yes. The restaurant. The brew pub, yeah. Yeah, which is My still, original, the, yeah. still the coolest place ever. They had that old Schlitz lamp and stuff <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah. Remember that? The, that place was the most badass. So, well, now it's celebration. still great. Pro, Pro, Prohibition Pig is there now. and it's Which like, is great, yeah. Their beer is For too. Vermont, for New England, barbecue, you, you would never expect to find barbecue that good. And back in when it was the Alchemist, they had the smoker, but they didn't... They um, didn't have the back room. It was only the yeah. front, and it was always like... But they didn't do barbecue. Off. They used no, no. the smoked meat in like burritos and stuff, and it was really freaking good. Um, we used to go... It was my favorite spot to stop at on uh, our way back from skiing. Either Mad River, most primarily Mad River, but Mad River or Sugarbush are both on the way back to Burlington. And, um, I, yeah, chicken, smoked chicken burrito and a heady topper. I remember um, he used to make, I think he called it Frankenstein. He would wild ferment. Uh, yeah, because the, the, well, the brewery was in the basement of that the building. Brewery was, yeah, like, that's why when they had the flood, whatever year, I I had eaten there the week before that flood. Yeah, um, it was and, it was Irene Hurricane yeah. Irene. So yeah, I had eaten there like the week before, and I don't even think I had this. They had a beer called. By the way, we're drinking Hetty Topper right now. Yeah, Hetty Topper. In celebration. Hetty Topper, everybody. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, it was Ocho, maybe? It, I have a picture of it on my phone, but like... It, like, they were doing this thing where, like... So, they would do, like, percent... The ABV was, like, right. the year. Like, oh, so 08 right. was 8%, that type got of it, thing. Got it, got yep. it. So... Um, and I think it was Ocho, and I don't even think I had Hetty Topper, but I remember it was just like popping off, and we were friends, and I remember my wife going, they don't want to go to that place, and now they freaking love it, like every time they go to Vermont, they like the, bring The me... friends that you always go to Vermont with, your wife yeah, says this they is like the... want to go to the Alchemist? Well, because they weren't like into beer like they are now, like yeah. this is like the, them getting the epiphany about craft beer, right? so... Like we went with, we went with two or three or four of them, and, and um, then they loved it. My wife was totally shocked because the food was, like you say, it was freaking Fantastic. bomb. And first then, time I ever had a dry rubbed wing. I, 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 you know, coming from New York, wings means buffalo wings. It just right. means. I mean, 
there were places that would do wings in different kinds of sauce or whatever, but rarely. And and wings meant sauce. I never had a dry rub wing before I went to the Alchemist, and it was like a revelation because the best thing about chicken is when the skin is good and the skin is crispy, and when you put sauce on it, it immediately starts to make it less crispy. Right. Like you toss it in dry rub, and they had this really good like barbecue style dry rub, and it just and it was whole wings too. Yeah. Like it wasn't segments. Oh man, freaking love the food there. Yeah. It was, yeah. And so like now, of course, we go like all the time, but now it's also like, I mean. Because we stay always stay in Stowe, so right. we go to the brewery all the time. Right, but you can't even get. It's really hard to get into Pro Pig. I think last year, or the year before, was the first time I had been in to actually eat with a group of people because it's always jammed. Right, it's hard. So, it's a hard yeah. table to get. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a great spot. But they opened up that back too. So anyway, yeah. So it's a little bit easier now, but yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's at least in the conversation for original New England IPAs, at least like Gen 1 original New England IPAs. Yeah, this is the OG for sure. I remember thinking... And it's still like... The whole drink from the can thing, like it says drink from the can on it. It's not real. I mean, now it's like... Now it's it's more refined. But back in the day, it had like... Floaties. Sea sea monkeys, yeah. Yeah. Because there was... Because it was the beginning of using... Uh, hop oils and you know hop uh, concentrates and nobody really knew how to properly manage still the bomb, protein dude. coagulation no, it's a fantastic it's beer. still it's still bomb dude like and it's one of those beers that like you you're like why you, if you haven't had one in a while you're like is honey topper really as good as everyone makes it out to be and then you have one you're like Yes. But then you have that argument, too, where, like, is Focal Banger better? Like, a lot of people like Focal Banger better, which is more yeah. West Coast-ish, mm-hmm. more, more piney. Yeah. I don't know, dude. This is, first of all, shout out to ch- my man Charlie Stein for dropping this off the other night. Shout out, Charlie. He, he, uh, he's a buddy of mine. He's a customer at the store. Yeah. Of course, I'm kind of a dick because, <laughs> well, for a lot of reasons, but this one in particular... <laughs> He gives me the can. What do I do? What's the first thing you think I did? Uh, check the date. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "What the fuck?" Dude? It's just instinct now. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "Yeah, I did, I just want to see." I know. <laughs> and they don't even date it. It wasn't even dated. It's the bane of my existence as somebody who sells beer at the brewery level for a living. Trust me. And and I do it too. And I don't even like. I I think about like in the macro when I'm thinking about the things that make my life harder, it's like in the top five, worrying about the dates, you know? I mean, thankfully for us, we've got, you know, an Imperial Brown Ale. uh, We're talking uh, about three stars. Three stars brewing company. uh, We have a Saison. We've got beers that don't, you know, the freshness isn't as important um, as lead beers, you know? But like, it's just, because I don't, (laughs) I don't have to, like you, I don't have to actually purchase money out of, purchase beer with out of pocket money very often. Right. If I'm going to do it, like, I want to support a brewery that, you know, I ha- we've got friends at, and and I wanna and I wanna get something fresh, you know. And I'm, it's like, you know, for the retailer, like if I go to Port Tack or whatever, if I go to my local shop, in the neighborhood, that guy's getting my money. I'm not walking out of there without beer if I have intended right. to buy beer, you know. So, I get that you don't want it clogging up that shelf slot or whatever because if there are p- too many people checking dates and not buying because of that 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 makes your job harder and turning over inventory but 
you're still getting the sale at the end of the day. Right. At the brewery level, it, selling into distribution, like if that we don't have the velocity to get it out into into retail, then it comes back. It becomes it becomes beer that we have to eat part of the cost of. Right, because like it'll sit in a warehouse, and like if nobody, if it's not retailers not told about it, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Then it just sits, and then like when somebody says, "Oh, I saw," our, like the retailer says, "Oh, I saw an article about three stars, two for the dome." Yeah. Like it got get really good reviews. Somebody came in and asked if we had it, blah blah blah, and then you order it. But it's been sitting in the warehouse for. Right. It shows up. That guy it shows gonna, up. It's already sixty days old. Yeah. If that guy is that guy going to be one of those guys that says, "Oh, cool, you got it," or is mm-hmm. he going to be one of those guys that goes, "What the hell? Look at the date on this." Well, I'm here to tell you, folks. Two to the dome is surprisingly shelf stable. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, thankfully, we. I mean, we make, we do make some hazy stuff, and we do it in smaller batches, um, so that you know, like. It, w- the ideal for us is like package 200 cases and have it all be gone not just gone from the brewery gone from distribution gone from From retail retail shelf like into somebody's fridge and whatever they do with it after the fact is their own fucking problem within like three weeks of it coming off the canning line so you know that's nice to like have the luxury to be able to do that and 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 then at the same time have our you know more important everyday beer is like two to the dome, which is not an everyday beer, but you know, three times a year. Or whatever. Right. That is not hazy. I mean, it, it drinks similar to a new England IPA. It's super fruit forward. It's low, relatively low in bitterness, but it like, you can drink a 60 day old one and it doesn't taste significantly worse. Right. You know, at, at 60 days. You said 98 or 99 was your first. At Merriweather? Yeah. 98, because it was the night before the Virginia Beach show, so it was like August 8th, maybe? Yep, August 8th. Right, because Jerry is... Is the 9th, and that was the, yep. the Terrapin at Virginia so, Beach. I'll run down. I'll run down the years. You tell me if you think you went. Because there's a lot of successive years here, although there's a big gap here, too. 99, July 9th, 2000, a September show. September 17th. That's the contact show. That's the contact show? I'm pretty sure. Oh, and then, right, there's a big gap because Fish wasn't really touring that much. Right. A big chunk of that time they were broken up. And then it comes back to uh, 2009, and uh, that's the only show that I've missed at Merriweather other than the two that were played uh, the year that I was on my honeymoon. So uh, that's... June. I gotta make sure this doesn't turn on, but this is my easiest way to look. <laughs> it can turn on. We can pick up a little, uh, a little bit of your, uh, your archive in the background. So there's 18 shows at Merriweather. Let's see. Let's start at the beginning. So 98, I was at. Let's see. I'm sure I was at this. Yeah, 09, I was at because it's. Like one of my only llamas. This is the the September show. Was the contact show, so I was at that, which is a pretty good show. Coyote, back on the train, Gin, Wim, Moma, Lawn Boy, Fluffhead, Curtain, 
Chalk Dust Rock and Roll theme from Bottom Dog Log Mango Jam Free Contact Rocky Top. I was at that show. I always love a Rocky Top encore. Yeah. Big fan of the Bluegrass Encore in general. 2010, both 2010s, both 2011s. Yeah, so I'm on both 2010s, 2011 was my honeymoon, which I should add, I almost convinced my wife to not, it would have been cutting our honeymoon short to come back for Meriwether, but we could have kept our honeymoon length the same, left a day early from where we were, and flown to Atlanta, Georgia, to go see the two shows in Atlanta that summer. And I was this close to convincing her to do it. And then she was like, that's so much additional travel for two fish shows. And I was like, but why not? This is the this is the person that you All married. right, so 2015 was a Tweezer Fest. 15 was a Tweezer Fest. That makes sense. All right. And then there was the gap. But hold on, let's go in order here. So, uh, I'm both shows 2010... Yes. Miss 2011, both shows 2013, both shows 2014, both shows 2015, both shows 2018, and both shows 2019. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I, nine, I just I 10, just missed eighteen. Eleven, twelve. Merryweather alone, I'm at twelve shows, which I, is more than ten percent of the way to whether or not I've seen one hundred fish shows. That's it for this episode of Who's Counting. Thank you to Beer Centrics. Thank you to Three Stars Brewing Company. And thank you to you if you have been listening to Two Dudes Ramble for this long.